I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamper and Michael Sudrich, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, NXT 2.0, Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a morning quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. So they're joined by Hamlet and Sidrich to look ahead to Monday Night Raw. Just a couple left, Hamlet. Royal Rumble. Yes, uh, WWE's A-show with all the, uh, <laughs> the, the top quality content from this woeful content production company. Um, look, it's Raw. It's predominantly silly bollocks with occasionally good stuff. And this is the time of year where a lot of that good stuff all comes together at the same time. The Rumble, it's just impossible not to have interesting things to talk about with that Rumble card. And yet there is something that we're going to talk about later on this podcast that is already in the running for end of year awards as a stupid shit could possibly produce. It's WWE, isn't it? Yeah, Sidge, we've been crying out for years, for years, for main roster WWE to take some of the stuff from NXT and just put it on the television. And that's what we're going to do this week with our podcast because the 2.0 preview is full of games and we've got a game tonight. Before we uh, get to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for this game. I cannot wait for this game. I'm more looking forward to the game and your answers to the question than I am this show. Um, it's one of those where the usual thing is, ahead of a big match, they'll do a big in-ring promo duel with an invisible wall. The writers will have their best zingers, whether they're counterproductive or not. And then that's it. WWE can do a premise but they can't do a story. Like, there's no way I feel like I can get involved in a Lashley Lesnar, which realistically is the only thing I give a toss about. Um, I, I feel like tonight's role is going to be bad. Very bad. Yeah, it's the weird sort of pre-pay-per-view panic when they just throw everything at the wall, which is, you know, the stuff we, for example, lambasted AEW for last week, and it's just sort of par for the course with this show. I find myself in a disadvantageous position here. Typically, for the pulling back the curtain a little bit, mm-hmm. um, I am sat next to you in the studio, Sidgwick is at home. It's often been the other way around mm-hmm. through these recordings when we're not all in the same room at the same time. And I haven't been gifted the sight of some of Wilborn's notes as you have before, Sidgwick. And I think you're more of a professional than I am because you have been able to maintain your composure for a lot longer into a podcast, having potentially seen what is on the fucking screen in front of you. Because I have read something... <laughs> as you were doing your summary of Raw, and I have not been able to concentrate on anything since. Adam Wilborn, a man that I will often, to friends, to family, 
compliment for his professionalism has undermined the very nature of this podcast in the first line of the bullet points, something he did not include in the ones he sent to us on Slack as prep. Something he has put here that I am staring at and I'm completely <laughs> unable to think about anything else. You are a joke. <laughs> read out the bit in bold and then read out your follow-up bit to the bit in bold. <laughs> right, so on WWE.com, okay, not my words, okay? The words top They're not WWE.com's words. No, they said tonight, Bobby Lashley, I've shortened it, Bobby Lashley responds to Brock Lesnar and his jokes. So I've written Bobby Lashley a joke, okay? Would you like to hear it, Michael Sidgwick? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call the beast incarnate if he was in Star Trek? Oh, hang on. I don't know anything about Star Trek. I want to be the I don't nerd. Think about Star Trek. I don't think I've got it. Yeah. Can I forget? This is this bit isn't written down. I want to say, Cedric. Is it Spock Lesnar? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and guess what? At the Royal Rumble, you won't live long abroad from Lesnar. If I've got anything to do with it, Wilborn, neither will you. Oh, I'm just, I'm, this is the screen I'm staring at, Cedric. He's got the bullet points there. I'm, I'm expecting it to say, like, you know, like last minute, but what do you call the Beast Incarnate if he was in Star Trek? <laughs> right, what do you call this? Because it's not in raw review. Oh, man. So, how do you think Bobby Lashley's going to respond to Rob? <laughs> <laughs> what did he even, what is he responding to? Not well, joke, or shall I call it? Brock, Brock joke. Oh, yeah, a Spock, Spock joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're at with this, isn't it? Brock. Was he taking him seriously or not? He called him. He called him a Brock Lesnar wannabe, and yeah. then said, "Oh him. yeah, exactly." It wasn't great, was it? Wasn't oh, it? it was. It, I was not expecting Brock Lesnar to tell a knock knock joke. Wasn't exactly. I love this new version of Brock Lesnar. Brock's good, but it wasn't exactly the glistening, sweat drenched gym video packages from two enormous robot bodies that we could have been excited about. Was it? I do. I do kind of miss. You know what's going down his leg? Piss. Yeah. He's himself, <laughs> trying to kill John Cena at SummerSlam. Bobby Lashley was in like a turtleneck or something, wasn't he? So you couldn't even make out all of his muscles. Mm. I don't, I just, <laughs> what am I pitching? Take your tops off. That's what I'm pitching. <laughs> Take your tops off. Shut up and flex. <laughs> Is Lesnar advertised for this show? Uh, yeah, I was about to ask you the exact same question. In terms of you well, you're the host. You should know. You should know. I'm not going to willingly stick out WWE information when it's your job. Sorry, I was busy writing jokes. Um, <laughs> yeah, does... he's, not, he's not on the show. Definitely not. Like, his face isn't splattered on the opening, like, sort of three or four images. There's no way he's on the show. So in that case, what do you reckon he's going to do slash say? Because obviously you already murdered the Hurt Business. There, oh, God. I expect uh, MVP to cut a promo. And that's it. God, that copy on that WWE.com page there said, uh, Will the Almighty be cordial this Monday? <laughs> they cannot do a thing, man. Why do you think I wrote the joke? <laughs> Just cordial. What storyline we are quite invested in, Sige, uh, and genu- are genuinely enjoying on Monday Night Raw is the slow burn of RKO. Now, of course, they lost the Raw tag team titles to uh, Gable and, and Otis last week. Massive congratulations. They're very excited to see what they do next. Um, but w- what's next for RK, bro? Is it as simple, do you reckon, as demanding a rematch and the real split coming in maybe the Royal Rumble time? 
yes, the, the way to play this, because Randy Orton had a really great twist, took the fall last week. The way to play this is that Riddle, and maybe they can tease this over the first hour or two because they enjoy doing this on Raw. The play is have Riddle subvert the idea of usually when there's a tag team that are not long for this world, the guy loses patience completely with the one who keeps taking the falls. They eventually lose it for the team and that a turn happens. Mm -hmm. If you want, like, because WWE's audience, some of them, not all of them, some of them aren't too bright, they might need this, they might need bad over the head with the following story beat and where exactly to um, keep their sympathy with because Orton's the biggest star and the one they're probably going to naturally gravitate towards. So the idea is Riddle kind of has to play the baby face here. They are building it so he plays the baby face. So with that in mind, have Riddle do something to the effect of, we need to do something about this, Randy. We need to do something. Have him play like out of character. Yeah. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, against type, right? Mm. Kind of is a little bit serious for an hour. Maybe even Randy Orton can express with his eyes that he's been given pause for thought and then they can close up his face for 10 seconds longer than necessary. And then it's revealed when they get to the ring that riddle can say something to the effect of, bro, we need to talk. We need a challenge for the tag team titles again, because even though you lost, I still believe in you, Randy. <laughs> so he gives him one more, not one more shot, just I'll never stop believing that we can keep doing this sort of thing. Um, and then they lose their eventual rematch when Riddle takes the fall. Riddle, expecting the same treatment on Raw in, what, three, four, five weeks or whenever they do it, gets RKO'd on his face. So it could not be more explicitly clear who the nice guy, and they're all they're both complete cocks, but it couldn't be more clear in the fiction who's the nice guy and who's the complete prick who deserves vengeance or whatever the f- Yeah, I really like that. Um, we kind of happened upon that last week because that finish was so good in the tag title match. Oh. I actually think you can even go further with it and maybe not use the rematch just yet for the tag belts. I was thinking that um, Orton and Riddle fight, let's say, the Dirty Dogs, but you can pick any two, basically. And they just do one of those random stipulations where the winning team qualifies to the Royal Rumble. And it looks like Orton isn't going to get it done. And Riddle does. Mm-hmm. And they subvert the typical RK Bro formula. Riddle wins the match to get them both into the Rumble, which is a far greater opportunity than those goddamn meaningless tag belts anyway. <laughs> and then Riddle's done Randy a massive solid by giving him this opportunity. And maybe like the Rumble gets in between them on the night as well. Neither of them are probably going to win the match. That's not their year. But, you know, that idea that, again, not only is Riddle completely forgiving, completely magnanimous, totally understanding of Randy Orton's like loss last week. He doesn't see it as an Orton loss. He sees it as a team loss. But he just continues to plough forward, believing... Randy would have done exactly the same for him. And he goes and like wins the match. You add in yet more credibility to Riddle's side, not just as a baby face, but mm-hmm. as a winner, as a guy that can do all of this. And when the split inevitably comes, he can do it all on his own too. One of my favorite things before we move on very quickly is that apparently NXT's creative is now in line with, it's under the purview of WWE main roster creative for the first time where previously it was Triple H and Sean and their team doing kind of their own thing within a playbook, but their own thing. And I love how the one friggin' time they decide, right, we're going to start doing some overlapping storylines, some um, cross-brand interactions between stars, and it's all under the same umbrella. The left hand knows what the right hand's doing. How rubbish is uh, 
Riddle is a shaman now. <laughs> He's the shaman who's going to lead MSK to the path of tag team glory once again has now lost the tag team titles before the first round of the Dusty Cup. <laughs> uh, speaking of splitting tag teams, we should talk a little bit about Nikki A.S.H. going full villain seemingly last week. Not something you would have expected. No, but not an unwelcome development, truthfully. This character is either going to be improved by disappearing completely or be made so risible there's absolutely nothing left to like and at least she's a heel. Mm. I don't forecast a great future for Nikki A.S.H. I wonder if at first what they'll do is try and have her uphold the virtues of a superhero whilst cheating. So you see bits of the costume free away. She pulls the tights, she pulls hair, she scowls a little bit here and there, but she believes herself to be that superhero. They make a lot of heels in WWE very deluded in an obvious way, in a bit of a grabby way. But, it, you know, I guess it in a, it was what got her over as a baby face, mm-hmm. just being quite obvious and grabby, so, you know. Um, it's Rhea Ripley I worry about more in this feud, to be honest, because she kind of looked like a total wet end last week. <laughs> like, being like, no, I w- if we are going to break up, it's for, you, it's for you. Maybe it was me that was the problem, not, and then, like, Nikki A.S. So just turns on her anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, this, especially in Royal Rumble time of year, Rhea Ripley shouldn't be clarting on with this nonsense. <laughs> like, any any semblance of the old Rhea Ripley left in there would not put up with that attack last week and would batter Nikki A.S.H., regardless of the alignment of whether she's a heel or babyface. But you just sense that she's going to be the profile player. I think, what, we've got two roles left before the Rumble? Yes. Nikki pins Rhea before the Rumble. Oof. When we discussed the heel turn last week, right, for whatever reason, there's a lot to cover on Raw. I don't really care about it. But I didn't realize, now that you said villain next to almost a superhero, I never entertained the possibility of Nikki A.S.H. actually not just being a heel character, but like a genuine, like there's more merch potential here. There's outfit potential here <laughs> for her to be a heel, but also like wearing the aesthetic of a supervillain. Yeah. Like she can do the Bane mask. Have you seen they did an, um, an early look at um, what's the guy's name who's doing the Riddler and the new The Batman? Paul Dano. Oh, yeah. Have you seen him dressed up as the Riddler? I think I did. Was it, 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 it sort of, I can't remember what someone compared him to, some sort of protesting gimmick, I think they said. Yeah, he's got kind of a gas masky looking thing on. Like, yeah. he's got like the khaki trench coat, which is like synonymous with like flashes and all the rest of it. Maybe because ah, the problem is that film's not even out yet. So it'll take it WWE at least 20 years to realize <laughs> it exists. So she'll probably dress up as Jack Nicholson's Joker. Like, oh, I love that. There's been like three incredibly memorable for different reasons Jokers, right? Since the release of Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. There's the Ledger. There's the uh, Leto, which was rubbish, mm-hmm. but people were, you know, talking about it. And uh, the Phoenix. And then I reckon Nikki Sage could go full um, Jack Nicholson because it's or, uh, 30 years old. Or she could go full Batman Forever, which is a mere 26 years old. And you've got the Riddler, the 
best version of the Riddler because played by Jim Carrey, the greatest actor of our generation. Of they love Shut up, man. On Raw. They absolutely... Like we've had Ace Ventura and Liar Liar in the last couple of years. Or Nikki A.S.H.'s Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face. Thoughts? <laughs> what? All I'm saying is I think Jim Carrey's the best thing to come out of the Batman franchise ever. So, uh, What do you want? I've got, I've got a bit of... I don't know. I've got a weird affinity with Jim Carrey. Does that come through? It, 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 it might show itself every now and then. Once or twice. <laughs> uh, right. Is, uh, Sidney, um, is Michael Keaton the best Batman because he's the best Batman? Or was it really cool when you were younger that Batman was played by somebody called Michael? Is it both? Because <laughs> I, like, I definitely, like, that meant something to me. It's a bit of both. Um, Clooney was too much of a sexy guy. Yeah. Like, you should play a hot guy. So I hated Clooney in the role. Keaton was good in it. Bale, the voice is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I know why he puts it on to try and not remind people of his real identity. But, you know, can you not like speaking a indubitably, something like that? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds what like What about Kilmer? We've, we've neglected Kilmer in all this. He was in Batman Forever, the greatest Batman film. That Batman had nipples, didn't it? No, that's, t- that's that was Clooney. George Clooney. That was Clooney. Kilmer's good. Kilmer's a severely underrated actor, but you know the story with Kilmer. He always got in his own way. Mm. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Anyway, back to the Monday Night Raw. Sid, you do you ever is the new number one contender? And I suppose we got a bit of a sneak peek into how this story is going to play out as we head towards the Rumble. Following the main event of last week, Yabu wins the match, but then uh, can't be manhandled by the woman behind the manhandle slam. I've read too much WWE copy here. I'm <laughs> a lot. Uh, look, nothing moves forward. Does she respond to Becky? Or is it what next for Dude Drop? I don't know what the question is. They're all the same. There's no questions to ask because it's WWE. Nothing moves forward. I will just simply. Getting impatient for the game, I will um, reiterate the main pressing concern of this rivalry is that people are just going to boo, uh, cheer, sorry, Becky Lynch all the more, which is going to scupper the plans to get Bianca Belair's big redemption arc over. But it, it's fresh, not necessarily good. Yeah, I think that's fair. 
It's a match combination I'm not not interested in, but I doubt their ability in two weeks to not only with having to do the usual thing of Beckley and try to come out and flip a crowd before they can even get to the point of telling them. That's like every week. Yeah. We'll get to the angle in a second, but is this five-minute period where I have a go at the local sports team or your faces or your kids or whatever just to get booed um, against another heel? So Dudrap was a heel before this, but they're going to have to make it the de facto babyface in this angle only for them to be a heel again when it's all over if they want to get her back to whatever she's doing. The combination is not not interesting. If you put this on a poster back in the uh, WCPW Defiant days, mm -hmm. and you had um, Rebecca Knox versus Viper. Mm. I'd want to see it, like because there'd be no story attached. It'd just be, oh, yeah, they, like these are two great wrestlers. Let's go and see them at their the, like, local venue or anything. That's the best chance they've got of promoting a, a woman's title match on the second biggest WWE pay-per-view of the year because uh, an angle would be ludicrous at this point. This match exists because Becky Lynch is scared of Bianca Belair. And they've got to try and weave a story out of this. Yeah, and it's uh, it's sort of as you zoom out and look at the whole Royal Rumble. Like I'm I'm really excited, as I always have for the Royal Rumble. They don't really need to put any other matches on other than the two Royal Rumble matches to get me excited. But you look across that card, and there's some great matches on it. Don't get me wrong, there are match of the year contenders across that card. But Rollins versus Reigns, Lesnar versus Lashley, and Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. There's not exactly defined roles in this because even you know Lesnar and Lashley is Lashley a heel anymore there's increasingly less in general um Cedric mentioned before about NXT and WWE's main roster being more joined up than ever I would say that's most evident in these matches because of the failure to establish who are the heels and the baby faces this has been an NXT problem for ages it's a problem when the company has such rank values that it like puts these personality traits on the baby faces that nobody really relates to, nobody really likes, then they become the heels. And in the meantime, the heel does something that you would see as quite noble in normal life, but Vince McMahon has no clue on any of this anymore and just assumes that to be, that's a failing of a human being. So it must yeah. be what a heel does, you know? Like, I'm doing two separate articles soon to whatculture.com forward slash WWE, ranking the heel and babyface winners of the Royal Rumbles in separate lists. And it's a problem in the modern rumble deciding whether somebody was a heel. Or was a, <laughs> I'm calling Triple H winning the title in 2016 a heel because he was a heel theoretically. But the fab he got when he eliminated Roman Reigns sort of betrays that a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> Randy Orton, 2017, one year later, heel, Wyatt family devotee, eliminates Roman Reigns, gets one of the biggest pops of the night in the frigging Astro Dome or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, th this is modern WWE. Like a lot of the times, they'll tell you that they're telling stories with these characters with shades of grey. They're not. They can't book anybody to be like to be responded to in the way that you're supposed to respond to because they've lost touch with what like a normal person's values are. Mm. Uh, before we get to our final bullet point re our game, mm. uh, we also have to deal with something that's been advertised for tonight, and that's the sort of well the disintegration of the it couple in the face of the grit couple. Are they in trouble, Miz and, Miz and Maurice? I suppose that's the story we've been told, arguably from the, from the moment this feud began, but certainly in recent weeks. I don't know. It's the element of all of this I'm least interested in, quite honestly. I was hoping that Miz and Maurice could rip the piss out of Beth Phoenix and Edge, who were right there to be mocked as well. They are, like, there's a lot of things that you could own in a nice little parody video similar to the Total Bellas one they did all them years ago. And, like, Edge and Beth could wear it well. 
you know, they kind of know who they are and they like who they are. So they're there to be mocked for it. It's all very earnest and it's all very funny. Maurice should fear Beth Phoenix. It helps the drama of this match. But we've just done full tension between the Mrs. So this presumably now is real. And I, I didn't feel much for that last week at all. Her just walking off in the face of the, the likelihood of getting battered by Beth Phoenix. I want to see them kind of take the piss out of these two. Yeah, the dynamics all off. It's not wrestling. Let's get to the games because I've really got to go very soon. Okay, uh, let's get to the game. And the game centers around the return of one of our favorite characters. And that is Alexa Bliss. Uh, she returned to our screens. No different from when she left our screens four months ago. She heads, presumably, back to the psychiatrist tonight uh, to continue uh, her road to Monday, back to Monday Night Raw. Um, I just want to know your predictions for it, Michael Sidgwick. I've researched heavily and di- diligently um, psych- psychiatry cliches as okay. presented in the mediums of film and TV, um, how mental disorders, psychi- psychological disorders are um, conveyed, depicted on telly. Sometimes it's with obsessive behaviour and cleaning. Now, I'm going to take that, fuse it with the idea that Alexa Bliss is kind of in the right because she has supernatural powers, put them together. She's going to start going around the office and obsessively cleaning everything, like with a duster, a nice big prop, because they like props. So with a duster, she's going to start rubbing some things, not the things you want, pervert nonces out there, not a clitoris, but some like vases and some table surfaces and all the rest of it. And then what's going to happen, because it's Alexa Bliss, is that no matter how much she cleans, there's going to be goo seeping out of the surfaces and the things she's trying to clean. And she's going to scream and it's going to convey, I can't keep cleaning because there's still so much darkness in my life. And the psychiatrist is going to say, nothing about the ooze, because can we see these things? But just go, I didn't do it. Stop cleaning. That'll help you. (laughs) No sell the ooze completely. I um, really struggled to think of something beyond what WWE have already done with this character. That that was the, the challenge yeah. for me with this one. It's like, wow, like think of the things they've already done. And then I was also mindful that we might run long when we kind of are up against the clock a little bit when we do these raw previews late in the day. So I just thought, keep it simple. Learn from history and repeat it because WWE are creatively very lazy. Psychiatrist spits up go and she sits on his cock. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um... So I think last week uh, in the review, I suggested a sort of raw shark test, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe in the preview actually, because I yeah. made a funny noise. <laughs> Word lilies. I remember. Uh, so I thought this week he's going to yeah. do a bit of a memory test, uh, and we all know what Alexa Bliss's real strength is, and that's uh, British TV shows from the nineties. So <laughs> right. uh, he's going to say, "Okay, uh, Alexa, um, I've given away binny material to go away, and uh, you've learned that, and you've come back, and now we're going to do a bit of a memory test from British TV game shows from the nineties." She says, "Okay, Dak, right?" <laughs> he says, uh, "Okay, the book's uh, funny." <laughs> <laughs> so you can see here um, the famous British TV show, uh, Blockbusters. Can you remember remember that show? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Can I have a pee, please, Bob? <laughs> there we are. There we are. All right. And uh, who's the who's the host of uh, what was it? She goes, oh, um, Bob Holmes. Yes, yeah. that's correct. 
he uh, writes that down in his little clipboard. And he says, oh, here you can see fantastic British TV uh, game show, Gladiators. Can you remember the, the, the host for that? And she says, oh, it's, um, it's Ulrika Johnson and uh, John Fashanu. <laughs> yeah, well, it's John, John Fashanu, but we'll give you that, okay? And uh, one, one final question for you, uh, Alexa. Here you can see British TV game show from the 90s. Blankety blank. She says, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And he goes, uh, and uh, can you tell me who the host for that one was? And she starts pulling a weird face. And then it's almost as if not her that's saying it. Another voice says, Savage. And that's the end of the scene. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Last week, you showed me a video where it took one of the contenders on Gladiators something like 15 attempts to get up the travelator. I think you worked harder to get to that payoff than they did getting up that fucking travelator. And you could even see the uh, stepping steps we were going. Oh, on. my God. I've lived the Eliminator. I was on that cargo net for about four hours there. Jeez, you need to I think every, every Interpol agent currently <laughs> on track to raid the hard drives of Alexa Bliss fans, right, <laughs> you can divert their path just so you can be stopped. Well, anyway, that's your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch the Aker follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. And follow me at Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. The Daily Wrestling Podcast. Don't forget, if you haven't done so already, leave us a five-star review review uh, on iTunes or on Spotify, and maybe you'll get mentioned tomorrow as part of the five-star review review where we skip something short, or we skip something crap on Monday Night Raw and do something short crap and wrestling-related instead. Uh, and also, already out now is our reviews of SmackDown and AEW Rampage. But for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet, to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.